good time to be a Diamondbacks fan, even mm-hmm. if you don't mention a certain Mr. Rosario. And attendance is up. That's a good thing. And there's reasons why. This is Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. <laughs> Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover with all new graphics, shiny, shiny. There are words right over there. This is the Lockdown MLB is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball, Lockdown Diamondbacks. Guess who they cover? No, guess. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Right over there is my guest host for today. Please sign in, please. Yes, Miller Thomas, host of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, the team tied for the most wins in the National League at the time of us recording this Monday, 6.13 p.m. June 5th. It feels good. If you want to see my thoughts on my D-backs, go follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Locked on Diamondbacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. We're streaming on all platforms, and we're also on YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. Please this show is this particular episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, um, it's funny. I mentioned this in the previous show, uh, and the D-backs haven't played since that game. I was listening to that final game between uh, Arizona and the Braves. And I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be so great. We're going to have Millard on. They'll have taken two out of three from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And then Rosario comes up and hits the grand slam. Um, It was a a kick to the knees to the D-backs, but one which for Diamondbacks fans suddenly became big Yankee fans because despite the attempts by the Dodgers to win the game and have their breakaway stadium have doors open up when Aaron judge collides on them. Uh, the, the Dodgers wound up losing that series to the Yankees. And as Stacy Gatsoulia said, the way the Yankees are playing now looks like they were the way they were playing in the first half last year. They're suddenly everything was going wrong for the Yankees. The first quarter of the season. Now they're firing in all signatures on all cylinders and signatures. I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, the, the D backs have been the recipient of that because the, they are now they're tied for first place. Uh, They were in first place for a big chunk of April. Then they fell as far as three and a half games. May I think yeah, three and a half games out uh, a few months uh, in the middle of May, but they have been on a tiny bit of a rampage and in fact, if you go, they lost uh, to a game in San Francisco on the 11th day of May. Mm-hmm. And let me do it after this day. My baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth, not a sponsor. And since that game, Arizona is 15 and 7, which Oof. is the best record in the National League for basically almost the last month. Uh, we're, this is being dropped on the 6th of June. And that was May 11th. So almost a month has gone mm-hmm. by. 
And the D-backs have the best record in the National League at that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask me a question or something. No, I want you to bask in the glory. Yeah, I was down for a moment of silence in a positive way to talk about the D-backs and their record because who would have thought this is where we would have been after 60 games, right? So baseball, I think a lot of people were like, you know what, D-backs, maybe the dark horse team of the year, maybe D-backs positive regression. But hey, even me, the Lockdown Diamondbacks fan, I was like, you know what, if we get 80 wins, if we're a 500 team this year, that's all I need for this to be a successful D-back season. Now, after 60 games, week by week, month by month, my expectations and the ceiling for this team, I think, just continue to rise where I don't know where it should stop. I still don't think this is a true World Series contender or a team that can win the championship, but does this team need to make the playoffs and put themselves in position to win as many playoff games as possible and go as deep into October as possible. Yeah, with the way this team is playing and the talent that they have, this team needs to do everything possible to make sure they have the best chance to win in October. And as it currently stands, they're as good as any team in the National League because they are tied for the most wins at the time of us recording this. They got the front line. They got stars in their lineup. The bullpen needs a little bit of work, as we saw in that series finale against Atlanta Braves. But it's hard to argue that the... D-backs are maybe not the most exciting team and maybe the breakout team of this season. And I want to make one point here that they were what three some odd games back or whatever it was at that point, they went 15 and seven. This is not an instance where the Dodgers are collapsing Mm -mm. in that same stretch of time. The Dodgers have a winning record. So it's not like the Dodgers have been on a huge slump. The D-backs have, have caught them in the standings. Now look at, this is again, of course, there's still a hundred about a hundred games left in the schedule, roughly. So a lot can happen. But we're also deep enough in the season. As I said, this is June and July are what I call mirror time, the mirror time months for a franchise, where you mm-hmm. have to really look in the mirror and say, Okay, are we gonna go for it or not? Are we going to make the big move or not? And the Diamondbacks, I think, are in an, an enviable position for their team. They have some players in their farm who could be decent chips or could be decent people to bring up. Um, it's amazing how you know getting rid of Madison Bumgarner, uh, pulling the Band-Aid off of that, you know, yeah. has been a, a smart move. Zach Gallen. Yes. Gallon, yes. Merrill Kelly. Mm, that is as good a one-two punch in the National League. And Tommy Henry has pitched well. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, Jameson has done okay. Yeah. Not right. great, but you're at, he's basically your, he's your four at this point, right? He and, oh, Zach more- Davies, see, he and Zach Davies would be your four, right? Yeah, it's like Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson Davies, and then Dre Jameson. He's kind of like the long reliever. They like to mix in with Ryan Nelson a lot because Ryan Nelson goes like four innings and then they bring in Dre Jameson to finish off like three after that. Fair enough. So they don't need an ace. They actually have decent starting pitching uh, depth. Mm -hmm. They don't need – I don't think they need – I mean, if they could get a a big honking um, slugger in the middle of the lineup, more power to you. Mm-hmm. You know, Christian Walker is the only slugger they've got going on right now. If they can, as I said, you and I talked about this. If they got another just professional hitter in the lineup, just another person who's not an automatic out, I mm-hmm. think that would go a long way. There was a great Mark Feinstein article 
uh, on MLB.com a couple of days ago where he was talking about some players who are just kind of trapped in the minor leagues, like the Joe Adels of the world who are just sort of, oh, they, need a change. they just need a change of scenery. And mm-hmm. if I were the D-backs, you know, they're not going to go and make the big Shane Bieber trade, but I would be kicking the tires of like saying, Hey, uh, uh, he's just not doing anything in your farm. Can we, can we take him off your hands and just see if, let's see if that combination could work. The, the main thing they need to get are one or two arms in the bullpen. And if they could, you know, the, the, the Diamondbacks came into the league the same year as Tampa Bay, if yep. they could find their inner Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay has that ability to find that pitcher who is being misused in an organization and to get them and say, Hey, we need you to do to throw these two pitches in these situations. And we're going to use in these, in these parts, they need to find their inner Tampa Bay and get one or maybe two arms in their bullpen to give them that added piece of bullpen depth. Because this is, this, this doesn't look like a fluke team to me. Yeah. And And, I think. Yeah. Go run, run. It's your team. Okay. I was going to let you finish, but I was just going to say, and I think the D-backs are going to make all the moves possible because they've talked, I mean, if you listen to Lockdown Diamondbacks, they've talked so much about how they have a sense of urgency when it comes to this season, and it all started when it came to that Madison Bumgarner move because he was so bad for this D-backs franchise, not this just this year, but the past few years. So cutting him and sending him off to greener pastures signified to the fan base the D-backs are taking this season seriously and we've seen it with other moves Alec Thomas one that heralded prospects in this D-backs organization you're struggling after a month you're getting sent down to AAA Jake McCarthy was maybe the best player in the second half of the season for the D-backs last year he was sent down after three weeks he's back up now but the D-backs have a revolving door at outfield and basically who's ever hot is getting called up and staying on major league level if you're cold you're being sent down they want the best players playing at all times you're going to see this in the rotation with their youngsters you're going to see this in the bullpen when you got the closer committee that's a revolving door Zever hot in the in the closer role is going to stay there for a prolonged period of time so the d-backs right now are not afraid to make some cutthroat decisions and make sure you have the best players playing at every possible position and i think once we get to the trade deadline or even before the d-backs are going to sniff around some moves i don't know if they want to necessarily even upgrade the lineup i don't know if they want to go after a guy who's in AAA. I think if they do go after someone for their lineup, I do think they want someone maybe established. I don't think they just want someone that's a question mark that's going to go in the lineup and take opportunity mm-hmm. away from other guys. I think they want someone established, but most importantly, I think they need a closer, someone that you can definitely trust in that ninth inning because the D-backs have a whole bunch of relievers who you trust in the seventh or eighth inning, a whole bunch of setup guys like the Chafins and Miguel Castro, Scott McGuffs, but no one they trust to come in with a one-run game and needs the three outs to shut the door. The D-backs don't have anyone in their bullpen right now that could do that. They could probably also upgrade the back end of their rotation a little bit, but just because it's so young and it has such a lack of experience. But as it's currently constructed for this D-backs team, I think they are well built for the playoffs. They still got more flaws. And we compare this like D-backs payroll to the rest of Major League Baseball. Like it's insane. The D-backs have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball compared to them to like the Mets or the Philadelphia Phillies who have spent so much money the last couple of off seasons and have not exactly bared the fruits of that. It's a really phenomenal job job by Mike Hazen and the D-backs front office to find all this young talent and the young talent actually develop and turn into stars like Corbin Carroll, who I discussed yesterday on the podcast, Sully. 
Could Corbin Carroll be the first guy to win Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same season since Ichiro no. Suzuki? Only no, no, I, no, no, no. But no. I think he will, no, but I think that he will. He has a great shot of winning the uh, Rookie of the Year. Why Absolutely. not MVP, Sully? Because who's got it? That's a good question. Who does yeah. have it right now? Like I was looking at it yesterday. Acuna is definitely the favorite if you look at. Yeah, I would say Acuna right now. But after Acuna, the field is pretty close, and you could maybe I was maybe I was quick, maybe I was too quick, maybe I was too quick. Well, look at there's great teams and great players all around the league, and we're going to see that you know when we talk a little bit later, we're going to talk a little bit about attendance. Mm -hmm. Now we're also going to talk a little bit about Jacob Degrom and sadly what happened there. Uh, But attendance is up, and that's what we're going to be talking about in the third segment of the show. But Attendance requires buying tickets. Oh, yeah. what do you think the best way you would buy tickets? Or how would well, you let, buy yourself tickets? Let me get my little video overlay for my YouTube audience because there's only one place that I'm buying tickets in today's market, and that is game time. Because game time takes away the stress. Buying tickets shouldn't be a stressful activity, and so many times it is, but not when it comes to the Game Time app. Because if you need flash deals and last-minute ticket offers, Game Time is the place to go. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. That's all. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On MLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, this is not a fun piece of news and not one. This is, I swear, this is not me gloating. It's not. I have to, I have to say this out loud because I had Ranger fans furious at me. Some were like contacting our, the parent company of locked on MLB, the technical corporation to have me fired based on what I was saying about Jacob DeGrom. I'm not kidding. Someone actually did do that. Um, it didn't work. <laughs> I'm still here. Um, but I said in the offseason that I didn't think it was smart for the Rangers to sign uh, Jacob DeGrom. Now, there was one element of why I thought it wasn't smart that I turned out to be wrong about. You see? I Mm. will do this. If I am wrong, I will admit when I'm wrong. Whoa. And and you hear that? This is a novel concept. Maybe we should all take this up a little bit here in the United States, a little more than we are. Um, I did not think the Texas Rangers were going to be contenders this year. 
Now, granted, I did not factor in Bruce Bochy as much as I probably could have. I also did not factor the fact that one factor the fact that's got that can't possibly be grammatically correct. That that the other potential injury risk starting pitcher that they signed, Nathan Yovaldi. Why can't the Red Sox find players like him? Ooh. That Nathan Yovaldi would be a Cy Young contender and pitch like a workhorse. I mean, he goes deep in the games. He has a couple of complete game shutouts under his belt. And he has been, if you said there was a pitcher who was going to pitch like an ace for Texas, I think most people assumed it would have been Jacob DeGrom. Mm -hmm. Now, I was wrong. Now, here we are. It is, this is being dropped on the, the sixth day of June. And the Texas Rangers are still in first place by themselves. And I did not expect that to happen. Again, a lot can happen. Remember, the, the Angels were a playoff team at this point last year. A lot can happen. and But I give the Texas Rangers a ton of credit for the way that they've played. And the fact that, you know, John Gray and Nathan Ovaldi have been part of what is a, you know, a very good pitching staff that they have there. Bruce Bochy is showing the fact that, you know, this, is, this team has only lost 20 games the mm -hmm. entire season so far. And, you know, Josh Jung has been their big power guy and he's been, you know, he's had a very good year, but they've been getting the, the Marcus Simeons of the world and the Corey Seegers of the world have been getting huge hits. And I was, by the way, record show, I was never against the signing of Seeger or Simeon. Uh, the one thing I said about Seeger <clears throat> is I have no clue why the Yankees did not sign Corey Seager. To me, if any person was put on this planet to play in Yankee Stadium was Corey Seager. I digress. Yuvaldi's been a Cy Young contender. Gray has been a borderline Cy Young contender. Uh, Martin Perez, Andrew Haney have been okay. Uh, Dane Dunning has been good. Um, their bullpen has been good. But DeGrom today it was transferred to the 60-day disabled list. Now... You could say that that was a, a clerical move. It was a 40-man roster move. He's already been on the disabled list for a little bit, so moving him over there, they can push things retroactively. I get it. I understand it. But the 60-day DL or injured list, I'm sorry, the 60-day injured list is mm -hmm. not there for I've got a slight sprain. It's there for you're going to miss months at a time. And usually when someone is on the 60-day injured list, they're not suiting up on day 61. It's there to put your players who are really, really kind of sort of hurt. And here we are. We've played more than a third of the season, and Jacob deGrom has given them 30 and a third innings. Yeah, 30 and one third innings. He's been really good. When he's been on the mound, surprise, same thing when he was with the Mets. When he's on the mound, Jacob deGrom is not one of the best pitchers in baseball. He is the best pitcher in baseball. But ah, there lies the rub, as the Bard said. Getting his butt on the mound has always been an issue. And when I was saying, I see no evidence that this guy is going to go through a season and Pitched like a workhorse 
like he had in the past with the Mets. And people were yelling at me, say, you're stupid, you're this, you're that, I'm going to get you fired. I was right. And I don't want to be right. Baseball's better when Jacob DeGrom's healthy. And think of where the Rangers would be if he gave them more than 30 and a third innings over more than the first third of the season. When is he coming back? Nobody really knows. When you're on the 60-day disabled list, you can do all sorts of shell game stuff. You can move players around the roster and everything like that. And people don't aren't on the 60-day DL because they're right on the verge of getting healthy. And it's yeah. sad, but I wasn't wrong. I was wrong about the Rangers being contenders. That I was wrong about. But I wasn't wrong to say that, yeah, this was uh, – they're not going to get much out of them this year. And this episode is sponsored to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. And the earliest he could be reactivated, I think, is June 28th. So I don't know if he'll even hit that mark. For Jacob deGrom, I mean, I didn't have an issue with the contract in terms of annual value. I didn't have an issue with giving a contract to a guy of his caliber. My biggest issue with the Jacob deGrom contract was the length of it. What was it, like a five- or six-year deal for a guy at 35 years old? I actually would have been okay giving him the same annual salary if it was like a Scherzer Verlander deal where it's like two to three years and you're overpaying him there at least it's a short term where you don't feel like you got this big burden on your shoulders over the next few years and now it's like he's 35 the first season of that deal is already looking pretty shaky how long can you last but if you are the Texas Rangers could this be potentially a blessing in disguise let me spin it for you silly baseball because like you said they're already 18 games above 500 the rest of your rotations already looking good with the grays and the Valdes. your lineup is doing good if you are the texas rangers and you keep on mowing along all season long you get to august and you're like you know what we are not the best team in the division, but we are one of the best teams in the American League. We still got the best run differential, and we're right in the mix for maybe a potential World Series appearance or at least a championship series appearance. How long should we keep DeGrom out for? Should we say, you know what, DeGrom, we're so good. Don't come back until late August. Don't come back until early September. Let's keep you out, and let's make sure you're just healthy for the postseason because if you could play it like that when you're the Rangers and you could keep this winning percentage up until September and then all of a sudden you're adding that talent of Jacob DeGrom and you say, you know what, we just need, what, six, seven starts from you for this postseason. We just need five to six good starts. We don't need a 30, you know, 32 starts over 200 innings. No, if you could give us 30 innings, if you could just basically give us, we've already given us this year, you know, pre-injury, but now just translate that to the postseason. If you're the Texas Rangers, I think you would kind of take that scenario if you could keep this winning pace up and then add DeGrom later in the season right as you enter the postseason. That's a great point. And they and and you and I have made a, a talked about 
a similar topic that they have the exact manager to do that in Bochi. Yeah. You know, if Bochi is the one who comes up to him, if it's one of these nondescript Joe Bag of Donuts managers, like I, you know, put a put $10 million in front of me right now and say, name the Royals manager right now. I don't think I can. I'm going to look it up. That's a good question. I don't think I can pull that one off. Um, I, I, I still thinking it's Matheny. Um, but Boch, okay. Do you want to, do you want to guess? I have it here. I would have never got this in a million years. It's me, isn't it? It could. Manager. You kind of look, Sully, you kind of look like this guy, but his name is Matt Quattraro. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Oh, he was in the Rays organization. That's right. Yes, Matt uh, Quattro. Yeah, all right. Quattro. Um, I think that's First how you pronounce year. it. The fact that we were yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, guess um, Boach is Beat. you know Hall of Fame manager, champion. And if he comes up to you know brought the Padres to the World Series, won three World Series titles for the Giants, and was able to do things like turn to Tim Lincecum and say, "We're using you out of the bullpen." for the postseason turned to Barry Zito who at the time was the highest paid player on the giants and said like, and was healthy and said, we're not putting you on the roster. It's good. You know, he can make these calls and has the multiple rings to show for it. So you're right. If he comes up and he says, Hey, DeGrom, we, we, we know we can't count on you for 200 innings, but give us the outs we need in October and make it worth our while. Yeah, they, they don't look at. I want, I want the Degrom signing to work, I do, but I just, you're right. I mean, if they signed him to a one year deal or two year deal, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said a thing. Mm-hmm. It's but a length. Signed, of like, he's not suddenly going to get healthy. He's not going to become. A, and this is what I said. He's not suddenly going to become a workhorse later. And someone took issue, saying that that implied that I was saying he never was a workhorse. Which okay. is nonsense. He was a workhorse with the Mets, but to say that he is going to go from an injured pitcher to suddenly be a workhorse again in his late thirties is nonsense. Quick so question. You have to use him perfect. Do you think the Rangers should attack the rest of the season as if they're not going to get Jacob DeGrom back? Like, should they yes. just keep playing out this yes. season? Like, and maybe you sniff around the deadline and still try to go after a high quality starting pitcher. Jacob DeGrom should be like the $20 bill you find in your winter coat. Mm, that you forgot that, was in there. That's a great feeling. Yeah. You go, oh, look at that. I got Jacob DeGrom, you know, but to, to, to right there. yeah, I know. So if you go into with that mentality, great, then it's a bonus. But if you're going to count on them, well, that's not so great. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Part two with Sully Baseball, where we discuss why we think MLB attendance has been up this season. Should also hopefully be talking to Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres because we might be starting a little weekly episode or segment with him as well. Uh, We'll see more to come. Don't want to give away too many details right now, but we'll see. You might be seeing more Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres on the show going forward. So thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Don't forget you could catch every D-backs pitch on the hometown broadcast when you download the SiriusXM app. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Doses.